Hi, and welcome to the Physical Podcast. Today I'm going to continue reading a few chapters uh, by Walter Russell, The Universal One. And this is chapter three, Mind, the One Universal Substance. Mind is the universe. It is all that is, ever was, or ever will be. Mind is a substance, a material substance. The substance of mind is the foundation of creation. It is the seed of the universe. In the seed of the universe is the whole of the universe. The substance of universal mind has no beginning, no ending, and no bounds. It is all intelligent, all powerful, and all present. The one substance is absolutely frictionless, temperatureless, non-compressible, non-expendable, non-absorbent, non-reflectant, non-resistant, and non-refractive. But, potentially, it contains the appearance of all these qualities through the dynamic action of those opposing forces within it which cause it to be a thinking substance in motion. These qualities belong to motion and appear only through motion in opposition. They are not qualities which belong to the one substance. Their appearance which disappear in the inertial plane of pressure equilibrium which lies between any two masses. Hence they have no existence other than as an appearance of existence. The cause of the appearance of change of the one substance is through change of state, but change of state is not change of substance. Change of state is not an attribute of substance, it belongs to motion. It is an illusion of motion which creates the illusion of dimension. The substance of mind is the one pre-chemical substance which is the source of all the elements and the compounds of the elements, all of which are but appearances. These appearances register the action of the process of thinking and disappear back into their source of an absolute temperatureless state of motion and inertia. The material substance of mind is an all-pervading ether which is indivisible, inseparable, indestructible, unalterable, and unchangeable, but potentially it contains the appearance of all these dimensions of separability in the states of motion which register the dynamic process of thinking. The words spirit and ether are used to express the tenuity of the dimensionless universe, as solidity is used to express the compactness of the the apparently measurable universe. States of motion and opposition cause the appearance of change from the state of motion in non-opposition or inertia, into the appearance of separability into parts. This results in such effects of motion as heat, cold, color, form, sex, growth, balance, ionization, mass, gravity, radiation, and many others. These effects are not a change of substance, nor do they divide, alter, or separate the one substance of mind. They are but dimensions. All effects have the appearance of dimension. They are in themselves but dimensions of that which they appear to be. The cause of all effects is dimensionless. Cause is existent. Effect is an illusion of existence. It but appears to exist. Change of state appears to change the character of the one substance, but appearances have no existence. Man is accustomed to appearances. Two objects exactly similar appear dissimilar in perspective. This is a universe of appearances, all of which are relative, and not one of which would have even the appearance of existence without the relation of others. Without the illusion of separability, space could not be. Without events, time could not be. 
without motion or position, neither heat, cold, color, sex, mass, or any of the effects of thinking could be or appear to be. Without the variability of motion or opposition, there could be no appearance of variability in the chemistry of the one substance. Man's many elements are but variances in states of motion and opposition of the one unchanging substance. They all appear to have separate and distinct characteristics of their own in varying degrees, such as melting points, specific gravity, atomic weight, volume, ionization, stability, valence, electromagnetic charge, axial rotation, orbital revolution, and many other characteristics which, gave, which give them the appearance of being separate and different substances. They are neither separately created individual things, nor are they different substances. The appearance of separability and difference of substance is due solely to the periodicity of states of motion and opposition. The universal substance of light is a material substance of variable, mo variable motion which is due to the variability of opposition set up by the two apparently opposing forces of action and reaction which constitute the thinking process. It is apparently shorn or torn into apparent particles of itself during the process of creative thinking, but actually is unseparated and undivided in the process of that sh sharing or tearing. It is without form, but potentially it contains all that man calls form. Form is but an appearance and effect of motion and opposition. The greater the opposition of the two opposing forces, the greater the rigidity of form and mass, and the more distinctive is its appearance of existence. All of those elements between the third gravitational and third radiational tones, the atomic structure of which are very much contracted in volume and represent motion and maximum opposition are the hard, dense, heavy solids of great rigidity. Such metals, for example, as iron, copper, gold, silver, manganese, nickel, and tungsten, the elements which form such compounds as granite, quartz, and flint, and those elements which, which form such precious stones as the diamond, ruby, and emerald, all these elements are made up of light units in maximum motion and opposition. They are very densely packed together in atomic construction and very closely integrated. Their electric and magnetic orbits are in spirals of one plane and are very much extended. Their melting points are very high. A study of the charts will show this clearly. The less the opposition of the two opposing forces, the less the rigidity of form and mass, and the more indistinct is its appearance of existence. All of those elements which, born near the inertial planes of their octaves, indicate by their tonal position on their octave waves a close relation to motion and inertia and a lessening degree of opposition are the softer, less distinct substances. Such elements and compounds as lithium, bromine, sodium chloride, salt, sulfur, potassium, iodine, tellurium, magnesium, strontium and rubidium are formed of light units of less potential energy. The atomic structure of these elements is not closely integrated, but is open, nebulous, and very much expanded. Their electric and magnetic orbits are in spirals of many planes, approaching the nebulosity in appearance as their position nears their inertial planes. Their melting points are very low. A study of the charts will show this clearly. Form, therefore, is not an attribute of the one substance and has no existence other than as an appearance. Form, like time, space, mass, color, 
weight, temperature and other effects of motion is an attribute of motion only and in no way an attribute of substance. Bubbles whirling in the substance of water have form. Their form is but an attribute of their whirling motion and is not of the substance of water. When the motion ceases, form disappears, but the substance remains. Creation is merely a swing of the cosmic pendulum from inertia through energy and back again to inertia, forever and forever. It is but a series of opposing pulsation, pulsations of action and reaction, integration and disintegration, gravitation and radiation, appearance and disappearance. The one universal mind is a formless thinking substance. If the one substance were not a thinking substance, that which man calls creation would not have been. That which man calls God is an ecstatic thinking substance, thinking in continuity, thinking rhythmically, rhythmically, thinking with orderly variation of intensity in measurable impulses throughout endless ages and endless space. Thinking is an action which is the cause of all motion. It is a process, a purely mechanical process, periodic in its evolution through one cycle after another without end. The process of thinking leaves the evidence of that process behind it, registering the effect of its passage through the ocean of the universal mind. In its wake are myriads of rotating particles of the one substance, which register the thinking of, the, of mind, just as in the wake of an ocean steamer are myriads of tiny rotating bubbles, which register the passage of that steamer. The many bubbles in the wake of the steamer produce an effect of foam in the ocean substance, which appears to be different from their surrounding substance. It is the same substance, but of less stability. The whirling bubbles of foam owe their appearance of stability to motion. When the motion ceases, the bubbles will disappear. The wake of the steamer is an appearance which we know will disappear. It has no stability. It has only an appearance of stability. The bubbles are se apparently separate individuals possessing form and motion, which are apparently their own, but which we no know are not their own. Their appearance of separateness we know is but an illusion due to force and motion. When the churning effect of the propeller has been dissipated, foam, bubbles, wake, all will disappear into the mighty ocean of which they are a part, and from which they have never been separated. separated. The passage of all thought through the tranquil ocean of universal mind may well be likened unto the passage of big goats and little boats and all the winds of heaven upon the, the tranquil ocean of waters. The passage of all these forces leave their effects in appearance upon the ocean of waters, registering thereon in foam the idea of those forces. Without the exertion of these forces upon the tranquil waters, an absolute uniformity of appearance would prevail throughout the ocean of waters. Without the force of thinking throughout the tranquil substance of mind, there would be no appearance of variability whatsoever in the universe of mind. There would be no form. The, the distinct spiral nebula of Perseus or the trail of the Milky Way looming against the ocean of mind is exactly analogous to the foamy wake of a steamer as viewed from, great, from a great height. Both the wake of the steamer and the nebula of Perseus are appearances due to the passage of ponderous ideas, and both will disappear back into the substance of which they are a part. The myriad whirling spheres of the nebula, its integrating suns and solar system, its planets and moons, its asteroids and meteorites are all whirling forms born of the churning propeller of the one mind thinking out this universe of ours.
Similarly, the whirling spheres of the steamer's wake, with its big bubbles, its lesser bubbles, and its milky foam, are a line of white against the deep blue sea, but not separate from the sea in substance. The temperature in the wake of the steamer is higher than that of the surrounding water. Similarly, the temperature of the spiral nebula is higher than that of the surrounding ether matter. Because of the heat energy generated by the thinking and transferred to the whirling spheres, the law governing both bubbles and nebula is the same. The difference between them is only relative in point of time. Both disappear when they cease to whirl, for their appearance of existence is due solely to the heat energy of motion. A bubble may whirl for a few moments and a sun for a hundred billion years before their generated heat becomes radiated into their father-mother substance, which gave them birth. The difference in time is but relative, for time is nothing in eternity. When the bubbles have radiated their heat to the temperature of the surrounding water, they cease all appearances of individual existence. Their forms have disappeared with cessation of motion, but their substance is as existent as the ocean is ex ex existent. When, the giant, uh, when giant suns have radiated their heat to the absolute zero of the surrounding ether substance of mind, they cease all appearance of individual existence. Their forms have disappeared with the cessation of motion, but their substance is as eternal as mind is eternal. And this is the end of the chapter, uh, with another note at the bottom, for creation and decreation. All form is generated from the one source of thinking mind by a preponderance of the concentrative contractive pressures of the centripe centripetal force of thinking. Decreation. All form is radiated back into the one source of thinking mind by preponderance of decentrative expansive pressures of the centrifugal force of thinking. And then there's a diagram showing the 10 octaves of integrating light, one octave within the other. These 10 octaves constitute one complete cycle of the transfer of a universal constant of energy into and through all of its dimension in sequence. And here's another one with the cosmic pendulum. Creation is but a swing of the cosmic pendulum from inertia through energy and back again to inertia forever and forever. It is but a series of opposing pulses of action and reaction, integrating and disintegrating gravitation and radiation appearance and disappearance. The law. Positive electricity is force generated against pressure resist resistance. Positive intensity increases with con traction due to pressure resistance and streams of flowing in opposite directions. Positive electricity is the accumulating, absorbing, and other mic force of contraction which seeks higher pressure. Negative electricity is force radiated in the direction of pressure assistance. Negative intensity decreases with expansion due to pressure's assistance in streams flowing in the same direction. Negative electricity is the dissipating, separating exothermic force of expansion which seeks lower pressures. And the inhalation and the exhalation. Pressure resistance contracts, inhalation. Pressure resistance expands, exhalation. 
pressure resistance contracts, inhalation, positive electricity flows against the stream, so there's a magnetic flow contraction, and we exhale, and there's a negative electricity flowing with stream, magnetic flow expansion. And that was the third chapter.